0: Welcome back to another episode of Bed Letter. I'm your host, Christian Ashelman, and this is the podcast where we chat a little bit about human psychology and mental health, social change, cultural trends, and art. So this is the third episode of Bed Letter, and so if you have enjoyed what you've heard in the first two episodes where we talked about fake news and the perceptions and influence that can have, and the second episode where we chatted a little bit about um, selfies versus posies and those perceptions... If you've enjoyed that, um, as well as what you'll hear on this episode, you can be sure to follow me on Instagram at C. Ashleman. That's where I update the most frequently. You can also follow me on Twitter at C. Ashleman, but I don't post too much on there. I'm not really on there a whole lot, but it's just another way to follow me and stay up to date as well because a lot of the stuff I post on Instagram is usually posted over to Twitter as well. And, uh, so yeah, if you've enjoyed what you've heard, make sure you do that, uh, stay up to date and also, um, share it with your friends, family. That means the world to me, um, helps get it out there, helps get this information out there and in the hands of more people. Um, and so yeah, so Bed Letter is found on iTunes, Spotify, YouTube, Stitcher, and other podcasting platforms. Um, last week I talked a little bit about how I wanted to put it on YouTube and my website and all that stuff and I did get it up on YouTube this this last week. You can go to YouTube, watch it totally for free and all that. You don't have to be subscribed to any iTunes stuff and I mean watching it on iTunes and Spotify is free as well, but uh, YouTube is just another way for you to access the content. There isn't any video or visuals uh, attached to it. It's just the thumbnail of the art on there, but like I said, it's just another way to um, consume it if that's where you want to go. You can also post comments and stuff on YouTube, and so where you can't on iTunes and stuff like that. So if you wanted to generate some kind of discussion and conversation about the stuff that we're talking about on here, um, feel free to do that on there or on Instagram, Twitter, stuff like that. So, um, so yeah, if you're on iTunes, Spotify, make sure you follow, stay up to date. That's the easiest way to know when new episodes are coming out. I would like to do a little bit more. Uh, do a couple, at least a little bit more frequently than just on Thursdays. Um, during my downtime, we'll see if that if that actually happens. I'd like to at least do once a week, but we'll you know we'll see as as we go along. We'll we'll kind of ride it out. But uh, yeah, doing that, following on those platforms is definitely the easiest way you can stay up to date as new episodes are coming out. So let's jump right into it. Um, this week is going to be a little different. I don't have a you know, a specific research article or research thing to just like fully flesh out or anything like that. It's more of a subject that I'm very passionate about and very, uh, I think it's very important. And so I wanted to start out, uh, start out with this and it's, um, today's topic, you know, has to do with school and education. And mainly it's, it's to address this common trend that I see very frequently where, um, people say, you know, I won't ever use, you know, whatever subject, X subject. I won't ever use history. I won't ever use um, algebra and stuff like that. Or or another iteration of this complaint that is a very common thing to see or hear is, you know, school. school should be teaching me life skills, not algebra. School should be teaching me how to balance the budget and how to pay rent and how insurance works instead of, instead of, you know, algebra one, two, geometry, all that stuff, or history or, you know, whatever the subject is that you particularly dislike. And I see this very, very commonly. And I used to say things like this as well. So I'm not, I'm not above all this or anything like that. Um, I see this very frequently and I see it on, on the internet, you know, in posts, on Reddit, stuff like that. I see it. I hear it from younger kids. I hear it from um, when I worked at a uh, treatment center for young kids. I heard it. Um, I heard it when I volunteered at an elementary school in my hometown. And, you know, it's it's a very common thing. And I understand why. I I completely understand why it's a very common thing to say and a common feeling to have. Um, because because those classes don't seem to have – when you're in the middle of them, you're in the middle of the tall grass, it's it's really hard to look around and see the value that you're getting out of it, right? It's really hard to see what the purpose of this is because you're seeing it as one-dimensional where here's this math, here's this subject, here's this history topic, this whatever, and if I never am using this specific exact thing again, then what value does it have to me, right? And so, I really wanted to just kind of uh, flesh out this this uh, conversation on this topic on and why and you know this might be somewhat of an unpopular opinion, right? But you know, I I, I don't know. I think that it's it's an important thing to be able to look at these um, these topics and find the value in them because it's there. It's there. You just have to look at it instead of being in the middle of the tall grass. You've got to look at it as a whole. And uh, before you know, before I dive into this topic head first i do want to say that i don't i don't think education is perfect obviously i'm not i'm not tooting the horn of education public education university education you know high school elementary school middle school all that stuff i'm not saying that it's all perfect and it needs no revisions or you know anything like that it definitely has its fair share of problems there's no doubt about that you know for example when i was going to school in high school there was basically no sort of like computer science I mean there was computer science but it was the most base uh, the most base like form of computer science we were learning how to type we're doing keys you know words a minute, stuff like that there was no kind of like coding classes there was very few very few classes in that regard and that's kind of where society is moving as a whole I mean even the robotics club was like non-existent you know stuff like that not that I would have done those things per se, but I'm just saying those options weren't there. And so I understand that education isn't, isn't perfect. It definitely needs, um, it definitely needs some, some revisiting, some revisions and stuff like that. But with what we've got, with what we have in place now is what I want to look at. All right. So, so yes, there's this trend of discounting school because it doesn't teach you these life skills. You always see this with like the billionaire, dudes on YouTube, you know, oh, well, you know, school doesn't college isn't going to teach you how to how to pay the bills and how to, you know, do these basic things, pay your rent and all this stuff, right? It doesn't teach you life skills. So what's the value? Where's the value? And I, and I really wanted to I really want to reframe the way that we're looking at um that we're the way we're looking at school, the way that we're looking at these general education classes. These cla- the classes not the classes that you're super passionate about that are you know, going into your specific field that you love. I'm talking about the classes that that you have to take in order to get into the meat of what you love. Um, and I, I want to reframe the way we're looking at those those classes. And for the sake of of simplifying this, I'm just going to call them gen gen ed general education classes. So they often seem they're often seen as a as a hurdle, right? They're often seem seen as a obstacle or a hurdle that you have to jump over and climb and cross in order to get to whatever destination you are shooting for and this perception of school and of gen ed classes is um i mean to be honest a big portion of education i feel like is seen as a hurdle um by, by the general public. It's seen as, oh, you have to do this to get to the point where you're going to be happy. You know, if I can just finish school, if I can push through all of the crap, if I can push through all of the, the, you know, long hours of studying and the tests and the, whatever it is, high school, I mean, it's there too. Um, if I, if I can push through all that, then I can be happy. If I can do X, then I can be happy. Can I have this cause and effect type thing, this, If this happens, then I'll find happiness, then I'll find the security, then I'll find, you know, whatever it is, then I'll find success, then I'll find freedom and time and whatever else it is, right? And I think that this outlook of school as a whole, but definitely as this outlook of general ed classes, I feel like it's it's kind of this grass is always greener outlook, right? It's this outlook of looking over the fence and seeing the end, seeing the finish line or the perceived finish line and saying, you know, once I get through all this shit that I'm in now, I'll, I'll, I'll be happy. Once I, once I push through all of this, this schooling and this crap, then I'll be happy. And I think that it's important to, I mean, that's kind of why I want to talk about this is because I think it's important to reframe that, that point of view and to look, instead of looking at the grass that's across the fence Look at the grass that you're standing in for a moment because that's where you're at. That's where you're, that's the present moment, right? So, um, looking at the grass that you're in, even if it's, even if it's deadbeat yellow, right? I mean, if you never stop to look at the grass you're standing in, how are you going to learn to enjoy the moment that you're in? How are you going to learn to be in the moment you're in? And I don't think that, I think that that idea, that ideation is. What can lead to unhappiness because if you're if you're not happy in this moment what's gonna what's to say that you're gonna be happy when you do get over that fence when you do climb over finish school push through these gen eds what's to say that you're just gonna find a a you know just a waterfall of happiness when you get over there right and and furthermore, I think that i i you know if if you just walked through the gate and got to the other side of the fence and said, oh I made it, I made it to the greener grass." Here it is. I finished this. I didn't have to do the Gen eds. I just jumped straight through and went directly into my into my field. I don't think that you would know how to keep the grass green once you got there, right? If you're leaving yellow grass and you never just to take this metaphor, a whole nother level. if, if you're leaving the yellow grass, you didn't have to climb the fence, you didn't have to do any of the the gen eds, the the you know the hard stuff. what how are you going to know how to keep? The grass green. Once you get into onto the other side of the fence, how would you how would you have any idea how? And so I think that's where general education comes in, right? And I think there's a reason that it's like required that you go to school. It's like legally required that you attend school, um, whether it be homeschooling, public education, you know, charter school, whatever it is. You know, there's a reason it's required, because like I said, you can't just you can't just walk through an open gate, you know, open the gate and just walk through the fence and just pass all of that up and um, you know, you can't just walk through the fence and then all of a sudden you're on the other side and you know all there is to know about lawn care, right? If if, if you're interested in one thing, once you get to the other side, lawn care has a whole whole I mean, I'm have taken this metaphor pretty far, but I'm just saying once you get to the other side, you lawn care has you have to know about you know, landscaping, you know, different types of different types of uh, fertilization for your for your lawn, different types of ways to cut your lawn, ways to ways to grow the plants and the bushes and the flowers and all that stuff. There's a whole lot to know about lawn care, about your about your entire landscape and about your uh, the stuff that you're trying to, to foster and create, right? And so it's the same when it comes to Gen Ed. You don't just walk through the fence and and just know all this stuff. You don't just walk into your major, your uh, your area of interest, your your topic of of interest and just all of a sudden you're enlightened and know all about the the nitty-gritty and all the little things to help you get there, right? Um, and it's it's the same as as you just you can't just decide you want to be a computer coder and only learn math, right? There's there's a process. It's a it's a process of climbing up and over the fence. I believe that's what the purpose of gen ed is it's it's it is that climb over the fence and i think the purpose of gen ed general education isn't necessarily to teach you you know algebra that you'll never use it's 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 not the purpose isn't to tell you all about some historical event that happened you know 100 whatever years ago that you'll never recall the purpose isn't that it on superficially it seems like that right You're sitting in the class, you're looking at the whiteboard or the, you know, the chalkboard in the front. People don't use chalkboards anymore. They use whiteboards. But, uh, you know, you're looking up at the front, you're seeing, you know, X, all these, all these letters in your math, and it's just confusing, right? And it's like, why would I ever need to know this? And I think the big boon of gen ed is that it's not teaching you, it's superficially, that's what it's teaching you, but it's not teaching you that stuff because it wants you to use it every day it's teaching you that because general education helps your brain learn how to problem solve, how to use deductive reasoning, how to um, cash in on you know critical thinking on learning how to retain information learn how to expand your memory so you can remember things longer and better and more efficiently and most importantly most importantly cannot stress this enough general education teaches you how to learn it teaches you how to um, effectively take in information and do something with it whether it be just storing it for a later use, whether it be um, using it the next day for a test or a certain circumstance you come across in your life it, it teaches your brain how to become a brain that is capable of intaking information because your brain is your brain is very similar to every other muscle in your body, right I mean you're not born when you're when you're born you're not born being able to deadlift two hundred and fifty pounds right you have to train you have to be able to um you have to stretch your muscles you have to exercise you have to go every day to the gym and run and lift and and rip the muscles and so they can build back stronger, right? You don't you don't just come out of the womb deadlifting 250. Right? You're not born being able to just like how you're not born being able to intake and retain and compartmentalize information effectively. You're born and it's it's a scattered existence of of lights and and noises and tastes and all of this stuff and your brain has to learn how to kind of make sense of all of this how to catalog it all and compartmentalize it all and so yeah similar to similar to your muscles in your body your brain is a similar way and that's kind of where these gen eds come in is is they are the 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 practice for the 250 deadlift max right when you the the one that you post on Instagram or whatever the the one that's huge the gen eds are all of the the grueling practice you had to do to get there the waking up at at six in the morning and getting into the gym before school and and running the miles and doing all the hard stuff, right? All the stuff that's behind the scenes. That's what the gen eds are doing. They're building your brain into a one that can then go into the computer coding field and learn how to do that effectively or, you know, whatever your field is. If you're going into the medical, the medical field and being a doctor, there's a lot of things you have to know. There's a lot of information you have to, Um, Have memorized and have just ready off the cuff, and you couldn't, you wouldn't be able to do that. I can guarantee you, you wouldn't be able to do that effectively if you didn't have the practice of learning how to learn new information, like algebra, like history, like English, like all of these different subjects that we learn. Um, They just teach you how to critical think, how to keep your memory, you know, witty and and um, and ready. And so, I mean, if you jumped into your major, um, only, only taking class – because a lot of people, they'll, they'll say, you know, going to college, I just hate the generals. I just want to go straight into the classes that I am passionate about. I want to go straight into the, um, you know, whatever it is. For me, I did I majored in psychology. For me, it was – I just want to take the the crazy psych classes, the abnormal psychology classes, the ones about schizophrenia and all that cool stuff. I just want those. I don't need any of this – any of this uh, psych stats, I don't need any of this. You know, statistics classes. I don't need any of this. Uh, you know, all, all the generals that you have to take, all the the, the extra history classes, all that, all the extra whatever. You know, English twenty ten, English ten ten, all this stuff. You know, I wasn't I wasn't interested in that that stuff at the first out the gate, and um, I think that if you just jumped into your major, and that's how we taught people, just straight in, then that you'd be at a significant learning deficit in taking new information, even when you go onto the job, a new job where you have to learn how to, and it doesn't, I don't care what job it is. It could be working retail, fast food, anything. There's a significant amount of learning um, of new information you have to take on the first few days of this job, of of any job, right? And if you just jump straight into it, you would be at a significant deficit of being of, of being and, and you, if you hadn't ever learned how to learn effectively, intaking that that new information on those training days wouldn't take days. It would take weeks. It would be extrapolated over a way longer period of time because you're not your brain isn't prepared to learn how to learn. And it sounds weird, but that's that's the reality of it. Um your brain is, like I said, it's a very similar to the other muscles of your body. They, they have to be conditioned and, and built. Um, I mean, it's just like over the past, you know, several over the past like week or two, I've been trying to go out and go for like little mile long runs. And the first one I went on was like a living hell is it's just hot and humid. And it's just like, I was running and running out of breath, you know, cramping a little bit. And, and it's because I haven't done it in in a long time, months. I haven't gone and gone on runs and done all all that stuff in months, and so you know my body wasn't it wasn't prepared for this this type of physical exertion. And it's the same it's the same exact way with your brain. If you don't take these general education classes and if you don't you know succeed in them to some degree. Your brain is is just like that. It gets into these new situations. It's like, oh my gosh, I have to learn new things. It's kind of like coming back after a summer when you're in high school or whatever, even college, wherever, middle school, anything. And you're like, oh, what's what is learning? What is all this stuff? What is what you know? I've forgotten it all, or you know, it's it's difficult. And so, you have to build this foundation, this this foundation in your in your mind about how to critically think about subjects because in this, in the world we live in, things are not sectioned off, right? Things are not solely dedicated to one subject, right? If you, if you want to be an artist and sell paintings or do whatever your art is, you, you, it's not just, well, I know how to do my art really well and that's all I need to know. Like there's, it's not just that nothing in life is sectioned off. So, so, solely like that artists that go off on their own and do their own thing and sell the, and start their own galleries or whatever not even that not even that big of a degree or not even to that big of a degree they they have to artists have to learn how to use math and economics to run their art shop if you started an art business and you're selling your your paintings you you, you have to know how to run you know the economics and finances of that company you have to figure out how to hire people and interact with other people you have to figure out how to run employees there's a whole nother a whole another aspect of their art their art, artistry that they have to know and understand to be successful and and I'm using this one because I'm I'm down here in Key West Florida there's a whole bunch of art shops I see them all the time All their paintings and stuff are up. It's it's really cool, but it's got you know had me thinking that there there's so much more to it than just them painting this piece and putting it up on the wall, right? They have to decide what price point to sell it at. They have to decide all of these different things that have nothing to do with their art, and it's the same with doctors. I mean, they doctors have to use writing to communicate with other doctors and patients and you know the higher levels of their of their hospital and you know, whatever it is, they have to learn how to, um, use the English language in a way that makes what they're saying make sense, especially when they're using all of these scientific terms, right? So they have to learn English 2010 and 1010 and all these other generals so they can have a foundation to be able to do what they want to do, which is helping people. And it's the same, you can say the same exact thing about engineers, right? Um, if you're a, if you're like a a civil engineer, for example, you might think you just need to know all there is to know about designing something and building this thing so that it can work today. And in reality, there's, they have, maybe it's, maybe it would be helpful for an engineer to know how to, uh, you know, how to go back in history and analyze what's worked in the past and what hasn't worked in the past. And so they can bring that that analyzation, that that new information into the present day and make their their things that they've engineered even better and even more efficient and even more usable. And so this is, this is my point is that nothing is sectioned off to be only that thing. Whatever it is you're doing, there's a good chance there's going to be other aspects of gen ed type stuff that are pulled in. And knowing that gen ed stuff and learning that gen ed stuff provides value to your life because you're then able to um efficiently and effectively navigate your space you want to be in and i and I think that I think that gen ed can lead to some really fantastic discoveries myself I think that uh um my my personal story is that you know i I went into college thinking I wanted to be a business major I wanted to go the distance and get a business degree, maybe even get an MBA or whatever. And, you know, come, come to find out I, I wasn't super into into business. I wasn't super into that whole realm. Um, I mean, I think business is important. Don't get me wrong. Obviously, it's very important. But being able to just like the whole business degree thing, I wasn't interested in. But I did um, I did enjoy psychology. I did enjoy um I had taken a psychology class in high school, and I did not do well in it at all. I think I got a D out of it, barely passed. But I was like, you know, maybe I'll, maybe I'll try this, right? I'll, I'll try this. And so everybody, I think I'm pretty sure Psych 1010 is like a, a very um, common class that you have to take for general education. And so I ha- I actually took, this is hilarious, I took Psych 1010 three times because the first time in high school it was supposed to be a college level course it was psych 1010 in, in high school but I failed or I got the D right so that, that counts as high school credit but not as college credit so then I had to take it again when I got to college and I totally failed that class in college I was not prepared and I, I was slack and I had no idea what I was doing and then so I had to take it again right so I'm, I'm here in psych 1010 a third time and I got a C out of it the third time I passed it I got it done to this day, I will say psych 1010 is the hardest psych class I ever took. <laughs> but I mean but I'm a psych major. I majored in psychology and I I I loved it. I just needed to build I, I just maybe needed a little bit more of that foundation built, you know, for me to be prepared to learn psych 1010 appropriately and efficiently. But I think that and but I I mean also in high school I hated math. I hated math. I hated algebra, I hated all of that. And, but I, I also think that taking psych three times, taking, you know, enduring through these math classes, these general education math classes that I also had to take in college prepared me for a later date when I had to take psychological statistics later in my psych, um, my psychology degree. And my, the psych stats class was significantly, I don't want to say easier, or really enjoyable, but it was just not as horrific as I thought it would be. I was far more prepared, and I remembered things far better. I was far more like prepared to think critically about the information I was learning, and so and the same could be said about I minored in history, right? So I uh, majored in psych, minored in history, and uh, my history minor I think has helped me so much because history it's a big deal to in history it's a big deal to be able to like analyze different uh, trends and different types of things that are happening or that happened in the past. And I think that me being able to point those things out and finding a love for history in in high school has helped me build a foundation for me in my my, in my history minor, because I was able to analyze um, and, and not only that, but even, I mean, even in what I'm doing now with this podcast, it's helped me to better analyze and understand psychological research it's helped me to analyze and understand all kinds of things so much better than i than i ever have before than i would have before if i hadn't you know done these history classes and learned how to analyze the past events and learned how to write about you know x thing or whatever and so these these things all helped build a foundation and my foundation you know your foundation can be somewhat specific to you and how you use that information right for me it was psychology and history but these things all helped to build a foundation that created my, a brain that can learn these things. I have, no, I have no doubt that if I hadn't endured math and endured these other things and you know, psych 10, 10, three times, I don't think I would have been prepared for psychological stats at all. I think it would have been incredibly difficult. So um, I did find this article um, real quick before we kind of wrap this up. I found, I found this article that outlines the benefits of general education because I, I did want to kind of bring in some other outside thing here. And it was, this was article was published in psychology today. So website and go check it out. It's pretty cool. Lots of, lots of cool information on psychology and research that's happening, but this it was published back in 2011. So eight years ago, it's, it's a little old, but not that old. It's, you know, it's, it still has a lot of value. I think this article and it's short and sweet. And it was written by Michael W. Austin, who has a PhD in philosophy. Um, and he's a, or he has a PhD. He is a philosophy professor at Eastern Kentucky University. So he dictates there's four main ways that Gen Ed provides value to people's lives, right? And just outline the four ways at the start here, the first one is that it makes. he says that it makes you a better person, which we've kind of already touched on, you know, it makes you a more critical thinker, makes you, you know, all these things that we've kind of already touched on. The second thing that it does is that he says it fosters, and I like. I think this one's very interesting, and I'm, we're going to come back to this one after we do the four. Um, he says that um, Gen Ed fosters a better and more informed democracy. So now we're kind of getting into you know the government and and our form of of government and stuff like that, which is very interesting to me. I, I hadn't even thought of that. And the third way he says is it diversifies the fields and skill range of a person that a person has at their disposal. Which I, I agree with that wholly. We kind of have touched on that a little bit as well, but I might talk on that a little bit here in a minute. But the fourth way, which he kind of tuckers out at the at the end of his uh, article, and the fourth way doesn't really add a whole lot to his thing. But he does he talks just about how Gen Ed deepens your education across the board and you know the range of education that you can that you can partake in. And so um, back to the second point, I really wanted the one about democracy and uh, a more informed democracy, I really wanted to read this quote from him. So he says, "In a democracy, it is essential that citizens vote and participate on the basis of good reasons, and not to be at the mercy of the political spin doctors who try to use non-rational and even irrational persuasions to manipulate up voters. A solid foundation in the arts, humanities and sciences can help prevent this. If you don't remember much in 10 years from a philosophy, psychology, or physics class, the skills in critical thinking that you acquire in these different fields will stay with you and serve you well. And these same skills can also prevent you from being at the mercy of the subtle manipulation used by some advertisers. So I really like that quote. I think it's very interesting because he's talking about manipulation, both politically and like in marketing. He's talking about a lot of important things. He's talking about how those skills, even if you don't remember the specific concepts, those classes that you've taken in general education help you become a better critical thinker. And uh, you know, I, I love it. I think that I think he's talking about how Jen Ed kind of removes the tinted glasses and shows you things for kind of what they are. It helps you do that yourself. Um, because I think you know, people are always looking for truth. They're always looking for for their truth. Well, I don't want to say their truth, but you know, you know what I mean. Like they're looking for um, for what's out there, for the, for the facts, for the truth. And uh, I think that education is the pathway there. I think that being a well-informed person and, and an educated person is the pathway there. And I don't think that you you know, you have to go to college in order to be this educated person, but I mean education can happen in many forms. It can happen in obviously in high school and in traditional schooling, it can happen in self teaching yourself things, it can happen by, you know, going on the internet and learning how to do something on YouTube. There's a lot of different ways of being educated. So, um, just to wrap this up, you know the reality of it is the reality of life is that we do not live in a world where you know careers are laid out in stone anymore. We don't live in a world where people are working at the same company for like from like twenty years old to sixty years old anymore. That kind of job security doesn't doesn't really exist wholly anymore. I mean it, for some people, this isn't a full blanket statement, but for some, obviously for some people, it does, but on the whole. There's a lot of uh, you know job switching and job moving and contract work, temp work, stuff like that. Um, that's that's happening nowadays. And so the truth of it is is that many of us don't really know exactly what we want or how we want to get it or how we want it when we do get it. And the result of that is that there are a lot of unknowns and there are there's a lot of uncertainty. But there's also a lot of diversity a lot of change and a lot of innovation. And so I think that um, you know, general education is what helps equip us best for these, you know, changing times, for this shift in in the economy, in the job, in the workforce, in, in careers. I think that general education is equipping us very well for that type of thing. Because you you in reality, you don't know what path your life is going to take. You don't know what type of career you're going to end up in exactly. I mean, some obviously, some people do, yada, 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 but it, you don't really know exactly what is going to happen. I mean, even the people who say they do, things can change. You just never know. And so I think that general education is what helps equip you the best for these changes. Because a lot of times when you start to assume one thing, you, you'll oftentimes get another, right? And so you know, just to wrap it up, I think that, you know, exercise your brain, educate yourself however you can, whatever it is, um, and and you can still grumble about generals, you can still grumble about all that stuff, but, you know, maybe just a little less, you know, because this this isn't to hate on those people who are out there hating generals and disliking that. Everybody is going to hate them to some degree and dislike them because it's not something that you're passionate about. That's going to happen, but This is just kind of a a new way to look at them, because if you're gonna have to do them anyway, why not why not try to find the glass half full view of it? Why not try to find well, what's the benefit? What's the value I'm getting out of this if I don't enjoy it? There has to be some value, right? And so this is the value of it. This is this is the reality of it. And uh, Gen Eds are good for you. They help your brain become one that can learn, and that is important. That is very important. But I think that's where I'm going to wrap up this episode, guys. Um, If you enjoyed listening, like I said, be sure to follow the podcast on whatever platform you're on. You know, Bed Letter's on YouTube, it's on iTunes, Spotify. Just search Bed Letter. You can also just search my name, whatever. It all works. Um, If you enjoyed this, if you enjoyed the other ones, you know, share them with your family, friends, share them with people that uh, enjoy listening to podcasts. See what they think. I'm always open to feedback. You know, go on YouTube and dive into the comments. I know that's a dangerous thing, but um, go on YouTube, go on Instagram. You know, let me know what you think. Always listening. I'll read all the comments, all that stuff. Um, you can follow me on Instagram is at c ashliman at c a s h l i m um, a n. I'm also on Twitter. Like I said, I don't use it a whole ton, but a lot of my Instagram posts just get sent right on over to twitter so you know you can be up- updated that way if you if you're a twitter guy or gal um and uh yeah so thank you so much for tuning in have an awesome week and i will see you guys next time on bed Letter.